Hello, welcome to episode three of the Existential Diaries. Today we will be talking about the philosophy of friendship. So happy belated Valentine's Day. I'm recording this on Valentine's Day, but it'll definitely get posted tomorrow. So happy belated. Hope you had a good Valentine's Day. And if you didn't, there's always next year. Today, I just wanted to talk about friendship. I think every Valentine's Day, I feel like I have more of an appreciation for my friends. And like all of the talk about Valentine's Day and just surrounding Valentine's Day is always like romantic love and like romantic relationships. But I feel like people don't get that Valentine's Day can also be about your friends. And I feel especially with my friends, there's like such a push towards like Galentine's Day and sharing love within your friendships and just having more than romantic love because you can have platonic love and not have to be in a relationship. But yeah, so before we get started, ins and outs of the week, I have a list here that I made on my phone for this one. So I have a few ins. So first in is pistachio croissants so good i tried my first one today uh this weekend sorry and fantastic 10 out of 10 also in our dirty chais i think the only thing that kept me alive this weekend was dirty dirty chais and i love them and they're so good then another in is boston that's where i was this weekend and i just forgot how much i loved boston i visited in high school because i really wanted to go to undergrad there and I ended up not going, but I was walking around this weekend. I was just like, dang it, should I have gone to school here? But I'm also the type of person that'll visit a city, remotely like it a bit, and just be like, oh, I should have moved here. Like, I should just live here. But no, Boston is really cool. I love it. I like that it's really walkable. Like, it's not a giant, giant city that I feel like I'll get lost in all the time. And it's really cool. I like that it's also mixed. It's a big mix of like, historical buildings like some of like the shops or there's like chains but they're inside of like older buildings so they didn't tear down these old buildings they just kind of like worked around it which I really like and the buildings aren't too tall skyscrapers kind of freak me out but yeah Boston is definitely an inn such good food such good coffee people were really fun yeah really liked it also, piano bars. I went to my first one this weekend for my friend's birthday. So fun. I never knew what they were about, and they're sick, and I love how funny the pianists are and, like, everyone that's in the band just joking around. I don't know. I had a really good time there. So, my outs of the week. My first out, love Boston, loved my weekend there, but driving in Boston is out. I was so stressed out. My friend was driving the whole time. And Cam, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. But my friend was freaking me out with the driving because everyone is just a crazy driver. And she was telling me that everyone runs red lights. And I was like, nah, like that's a joke. I swear I saw three people running red lights there like in one day. And it was a little scary. But yeah, don't know if there's a lot of rules of the road out there. Then my second out are wild turkeys. I don't know if it's just a like New England thing. I don't know, but I saw wild turkeys just like on the road, like crossing the road. And 
other people looked as bewildered as I did, so I'm not sure if it's, like, a common thing, but my friend told me it was. And, yeah, wild turkeys, they're really freaky, and I don't know, they, something was off about them. So, yeah, those are my ins and outs of the week. Okay, so because this episode is titled The Philosophy of Friendship, we are going to be using Aristotle's research or Aristotle's work on friendship. In his work in Nicomachean Ethics, he explains how there's three different types of friendships. There's a friendship of utility, there's a friendship of pleasure, and there's a friendship of virtue. So utility and pleasure are these shallow friendships that Aristotle describes. So a friendship of utility is basically just a relationship that's based on what you and another person can do for each other. Um, I usually think of this as like friendships that you just kind of call this person up if you need something. It's nothing. There's nothing more to it. Like it's not like you're going to like get a coffee with them and like talk. It's just kind of like, hey, like, can you help me with this? And then just that's that. Then there's the friendship of pleasure. So it's you just see each other to have fun. So for this one, I feel like a lot of people, especially in my age range, which is like 20s, we have a lot of friendships for, just for pleasure. So at least in college, I realized most of my friendships were of pleasure because it's like friends that you see just to like go out or people that you're only friends with because you're in one place or just like you're in the vicinity of each other and then you're going out all the time and that's just like who you go out with but then after you graduate you just kind of fall out of touch with some of these people and none of these types of friendships are bad either like it's not that he's saying like one's better than the other but he just explained that there are different types of friendships and everyone will have at least one in each category. So for college, at least, like you're with these people all the time and you're going out with them, doing like X, Y, and Z, and then maybe you graduate and you fall out of contact with them or you just don't really see them as much, even if you do live in the same city. And that's kind of when you realize like, oh, I was probably only friends with them because we were really close in the same vicinity and we we're just had in common one activity so I think as an adult your friendships definitely transition a lot and you lose kind of these relationships of pleasure and then maybe you'll make new ones depending on what your activities are that you decide to do this can also go outside of like college and just going out but it's like maybe friends that you just see for hiking like maybe your friends for your hobby like I have friends in my book club. I only see them for book club and that's it. So that's a like a pleasure friendship. Um, and so then the last one, which is virtue, that's like the deep, meaningful relationship. So he says that this is the friendship as a type of love. So he explains it as friendship of philia and philia translates to brotherly love. And that's also where the name Philadelphia comes from. So that's why they say Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. It comes from philia, philia, or philia, sorry. And basically, what Aristotle says about this type of friendship is kind of doing kindness, doing them unasked, and not proclaiming the fact when they are done, which shows that they were done for our own sake and not for some other reason. 
So this friendship, this virtue, this virtuous virtuous friendship is just very deep and it's meaningful. And I think especially as you transition or you're in periods of transition, it's really important to have these types of friendships to just kind of keep you grounded and keep you settled. If not, it can be really scary because if you don't have a solid friend or a solid group or something to kind of fall back on and be able to have these meaningful conversations, then it's really scary. And I think, you know, people say that, and it's also proven by research, that the signs of happiness lead directly to the relationships you have with people. So not just a romantic relationship, but just the people that you surround yourself with. So like your friends, if you're in a community, um, your family. So having these strong relationships are the biggest indicator of happiness scientifically. It basically says that it takes three strong relationships so you just need three strong relationships and it's a big indicator of happiness so not that you're gonna be happy but that's something that will keep you grounded and keep you feeling loved and comforted and supported and that in turn is a factor that leads to happiness and that's a factor that supports happiness so this ties into what Aristotle's saying is that these virtuous friendships isn't just, oh, they're doing this for me, but also what am I doing for them? And you want to do stuff for these friends. Like you, at least I can only give the example of like my best friend. I will do every, I'll do anything for her. And it's never like, oh, I'm going to do this for her. And like, I know she is going to have to like do this back for me. It's like, no, it's just like, oh, I'm doing this for her because I love her and I care about her, and she's my best friend, and then I just know, and I'm just always reassured that, like, if I needed something, like, she would be there, and, like, she's there constantly, and yeah, so I just, I felt like this was a good topic to talk about, especially because it is the week of Valentine's Day, or kind of the week of Valentine's Day, or the week before Valentine's Day, whatever, however people want to describe it, because, again, everyone's always emphasizing these romantic relationships and you know that's great that's lovely if you have a healthy relationship amazing but I think a lot of people are in relationships and they might just be in them because they don't have these other relationships or friendships to fall back on and I think it's important to have good friendships genuinely have strong friendships and people that you don't just go out with or people that you don't just use them or like are friends because like you need them to do something for you or like vice versa but a genuine connection with at least one person and you can talk about anything you can bring stuff up and if you can sit in silence with them even better but that type of relationship is going to ground you and at the same time I think really good friendships at least for girls I don't know about how male friendships work I know that's just a different dynamic but for female friendships I feel like they set such a high bar if it's a really strong friendship and it's a really loving friendship. It sets such a high bar for them if you want to date because whoever you date isn't just competing like with your freedom or just kind of like if you want to like date or not, but they're competing at the level that your friends 
treat you as and like take care of you as so I was watching this TikTok and this lady was like whoever you date like is competing with your friends girl friendships like you take care of each other in such a different way and she was giving the example and everything she said was like me and my best friend and she was like my best friend will make reservations my best friend will bring me flowers randomly my best friend will if I'm having a bad day she'll drop off food because she knows I might not want to see anyone but she just wants to let me know that I'm there my best friend knows if I'm having a bad day or not I don't know like just how these really good friendships set the bar so high because it's like if my best friend treats me like this then I am not gonna really settle for anything less because I already have my friends that treat me this well so like what can you bring to the table that my friend already doesn't doesn't like what do you bring to the table that me as a person doesn't already bring and my friend as my best friend and my other best friends that they're not doing so it was a really good tiktok and i sent it to my friends and they agreed and everything this lady said i was like oh yeah like the, all the girls can relate to it and i think a lot of people need to realize that your best friends are also people that you can love and have healthy loving relationships with and it doesn't have to be romantic like platonic relationships are a thing for a reason and I think especially looking at it from kind of a community versus individual mindset like at least for me like Argentina tends to be a much more collectivist society so that's basically where you put the needs of a group or your community before your own so these community-based ties which are really good relationships that's also falls under these virtuous relationships that aristotle talks about and being in a community you feel a bit more reassured everyone's in it together you need something someone's there you want to talk to someone someone's there and everyone's just kind of supporting each other and there for each other and that's a really big important thing especially as humans like yes we're individuals and you should be okay being by yourself but I think there's a difference between being alone versus lonely being alone is good but being lonely just isn't good as a human being like you should be at least having one friendship or one strong relationship with someone because that's a really good indicator and a really good factor into overall happiness and feeling overall fulfilled in life at least as I was saying I got a little bit off track but in Argentina there's this really big emphasis on community and on talking to each other and spending time with your friends and there's just a lot more of that and I think in the U.S. it's a bit more individual so you know there's a lot of what's it it's hustle culture here and it's just like work 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 and you see other countries and they have more vacation time or they have different hours or this and that like when I lived in Edinburgh everything closed at six and I wasn't used to that at first I was used to things being open like later or even 24 hours but everything there shuts at six basically like if you need anything from the pharmacy you have to go before six you know they had these hours because they didn't want people working overtime they don't want people overworking themselves and in the U.S. because it's such an individual society I feel like a lot of times people here feel 
a bit lonelier because the structure of work is set up in a way that you're working really, really long hours or you're working in a place that kind of places this emphasis on working overtime or not having as much vacation or you only have one week and that's it and not having as much flexibility. So you're already working really long hours, you're waking up early, you're commuting, this, this, and that, and you're probably tired, more than likely really tired by the time you get off. So even if you do have plans with your friends, you're going to want to prioritize relaxing and sleeping and just kind of getting yourself together to do the same thing the next day. And honestly, like, yeah, that's understandable. Like, if you're working so, like nine hours a day, you're not going to want to stay out with your friends super late. And there's a lot of other like countries that are the same way, but I think I can only talk on the US and just the differences I notice. But because you're working such long hours, everything here, especially right now with inflation, everything is just more expensive. People want to work more, they need to save more. We're kind of nearing a recession. So there isn't as much time and there isn't as much emphasis on community. And even like, this is such a big tangent, but I'm just kind of going on. But when I realize how far away things are like in the US, like towns, and like there's no, at least like where I grew up, like there's no train to like get you into the city and there's no train to get you into like a town center like there's nothing of that sort so that kind of makes it harder to like find a community and because you have to drive places and you don't have to walk and like walkable cities also add to like the community aspect I don't know but then again sometimes like smaller towns that aren't cities have better communities so what is the defining factor of that but yeah so that's just kind of how I feel about that It's so important to have really strong relationships, whether that's with a partner that respects and admires you, or that's with your friends that also respect and admire you. And an indicator of happiness for a reason is these relationships, because no matter what, I think at the end of the day, if I'm having a bad day or something happens, I feel really reassured that on a bad day, like I have my friends I have people that care about me and I'll be able to make it through whatever's gonna be thrown at me because I have this strong support group and I have these strong friends that I picked and I and they picked me and it's just this like mutual love and adoration and admiration and respect that I have for all my friends and I think that's really important and I was really thinking about it this past weekend because I was seeing all this stuff about Valentine's Day and it's just wholesome. I think it's a really wholesome holiday. If you don't place any expectation on it, it's such a wholesome holiday. And if you haven't already, I know I'm posting this probably, I'm definitely posting this after Valentine's Day. Tell your friends you love them because they also need the reassurance sometimes. So for this next segment, because I talked about three types of friendships, what Aristotle is saying, kind of want to gear into how you can maybe establish stronger friendships or how you can find more meaningful friendships and relationships in your life and for me especially I think once I looked at my friendships not as a given but as 
not like as a given thing, but as a privilege that shifted my mindset into realizing that your friendships need to be nurtured and they need to be tended to and they need to be loved. Just the same as a romantic relationship, you are in a relationship with your friends platonically, but that relationship still needs love and it still needs to be watered. It's a plant and you need to water it and keep it watered. Just because you're friend with one one person doesn't mean it's a given that you're always going to be friends. If you don't put effort into that friendship and to seeing them into knowing what they need from their relationships. What is it? The five love languages? That's also can be directly translated into friendships and it should be translated into friendships. And a good way of being able to nurture these friendships is to kind of ask your friends or if they haven't taken the quiz or whatever it is, ask them to take it and find out what their love language is and That'll be a really good way of you guys to know what the other person needs. And it's different. I know. You know what? I'm going to link the quiz. But every relationship versus friendship, like, it's different. So the way that you receive love in a relationship might be different from the way you receive love in a friendship. So, like, for me, the way I usually receive love for my friendships is acts of service and quality time. So, no, I receive love in acts of service and words of affirmation, and then I give my love in acts of service, words of affirmation, and quality time. So, I have a lot of friends that don't live really close to me, so I need to, like, at least every once in a while, just know that they love me back. So, just, like, getting, like, a little text, or just if they check up on me. That's just how I like to receive love from my friends. I'm a pretty low-maintenance friend. I think, like, hearing from my friend, like, once every quarter. I have friends that I literally talk to once a year, but we'll be on FaceTime for, like, five hours. And that's our, like, yearly catch-up. And acts of service is just big for me across the board. I feel like I would do anything for my friends. And if they needed anything, like, without having to ask, like, I'll just be there and I need that reciprocated, like, that makes me feel really comforted in a friendship, and then I give my love to my friends through quality time, too, because I don't really have a lot of time, so if I can, you know, prioritize them and, like, set aside my time, like, that's just me trying to show them that I care about them, so yeah, so if you don't know your love languages, I'll put a little quiz in the description, because I think it's really important to know, not just for friendships, but also for your relationship. It's really good to know that. And then I was reading this article, and this is why I wanted to talk about this, about the way people communicate. So there's givers in communication, and then there's takers in communication. So givers in communication are people that view like conversation as doorknobs. So like givers are people that like are really good at asking you questions and kind of getting conversation out of you and you know they'll ask follow-up questions and they're the ones that are kind of driving the conversation a bit so they're just like asking the questions keeping it going keeping it flowing and then the same way that there's givers in conversations there's also takers so takers are people that usually aren't the ones asking the questions they're just kind of being asked and they're talking about themselves and they're a bit more likely to not ask like oh what about you or just like ask follow-up questions so they like talking about themselves 
more. So if there is a conversation between a giver and a giver, then that's going to be, you know, a really good conversation because they're talking, you know, to each other. They're asking follow-up questions and I'm a giver in conversation. So I'll usually be the one asking questions and my go-to question all the time that I think my friends get sick of me asking if, but I always, I'm like, oh, like what's everyone's highs and lows of the week? That is my go-to if I ever feel a lull in a conversation or I just feel like oh like let's change the topic let's talk about something else I'm gonna be asking them their highs and lows of the week and that is just my favorite thing to ask it's a great way of like also just kind of diverting conversation out and being able to talk about different things and also keeping up with people and seeing what they value as like a high and what they value as a low um so If I'm like a giver and then I'm talking to someone else that's also a giver in a conversation, that's going to be a great conversation. I'm going to come out of that being like, oh, wow, I really like that person. They really, you know, cared enough to ask me stuff. And like, I feel like I got to know them a lot more. Like I got to get a bit more of a glimpse into them than a taker and a taker conversation. Because they're the same communication style, they're also going to have a successful conversation because they're going to talk about each other or about themselves more but you're going to come out of that conversation if you're a taker and be like, oh, I know a lot about that person. And I feel like I was able to share about them because if someone's sharing a bit about them, you're more likely to also share about yourself. That's just like sharing vulnerabilities. But the problem arises when you have a giver and then a taker in a conversation. So I'm a giver in conversation and I'm having a conversation with the taker. I will have a conversation with someone that isn't a giver and they're more likely the taker in the conversation is going to come out of a conversation with me and be like, oh, that was great because I just got to talk about myself the whole time. And then I'm going to come out of that conversation being like, that was awful because I didn't even get a follow up question. So if you're a taker, taker conversation, that's going to be great. Y'all are going to have a blast. Giver, giver conversation. Also great. Going to have a blast giver-taker conversation, a little bit trickier, a little bit more different. So figure out not only your love language, how you give and how you receive love, but figure out if you're a giver or a taker when you talk because that is also going to determine if you get annoyed with people because all of my close friends are givers so I have a blast talking to all of them because they're asking questions they're asking follow-up questions I also know in my head to ask them questions ask follow-up questions like I don't come out of conversations with them like I didn't even get asked like how I was doing I didn't even get asked this like they're just talking about them and some people are fine with talking and like hearing other people talk about themselves 24 7 if that's your style that's great if that's not your style that's not good and you need to find friends that have the same communication style as you because you're going to get annoyed because if you are constantly listening to your friend talk about their problems and you don't feel like they've asked you how you're doing you're just gonna build this resentment towards them and you're just gonna be like I don't even want to talk to you and that's not fair to the other person because that's just their communication style so yeah Figure that out. Figure out if you like to talk or if you just like to ask questions or how you view conversations. So that's how I think 
I was able to also filter out a lot of my friends and a lot of my close friendships because we just have great conversations, always know what they're up to. If we're talking, I'm trying to... Obviously, if you have, like, a problem or you're going through something, then you do get a bit more leeway, I think, because you should be venting to your friends, not venting to them in a therapeutic way, not, like, using them as your therapist. I also don't think that's healthy, and I don't think if you're going through something really, really hard, it's hard to put that on all of your friends because they're going to do the best they can, but they can't give you advice sometimes so what I do with my friends I'm like okay like I'm just gonna vent or if I need advice and they know automatically if I'm venting or if I'm in a situation I'm like I need your thoughts on it and they'll give me their thoughts but in some cases like that's fine but if it's all the time you have a friend that's just talking about them 24 7 and you don't feel fulfilled and you don't feel satisfied from a conversation with them and you're just getting annoyed with them then you should rethink it and just kind of see like what is working what isn't working when you make new friends also realize like who's the one asking the questions who's the one that's just kind of listening you know and again I just want to reiterate neither of them is good or bad I think there's one that's good for you and I think there's one that's not good for you so Figure that one out because, again, your friendships are important and they matter and building good, healthy friendships that make you feel good when you're hanging out with them. Like, you know the feeling when you finish hanging out with someone and you're just driving home you're like, oh, that was, I just love them so much. Like, I'm just so happy I get to see them. Like, that's how you should be feeling and like a good, fulfilled friendship like that. That's how you should feel. And... Again, also, I only say this, like, as a girl because it's my only experience with it, but having really good, sustainable friendships, and not just with girls, I think I also have, like, the same communication and the same expectations of communication with my guy friends, like, having that with both men and women is really important, but, yeah, that's my two cents on friendship, and... Yeah, so happy belated Valentine's Day. Hope you all had a great week, great Valentine's Day. This is kind of a short episode, but short and concise. I was trying to keep it like that. But yeah, and if you didn't have a good Valentine's Day, dump your boyfriend. That's probably the issue. Just kidding. Um, There's always next year. And if you're feeling sad about being single on Valentine's Day, don't. And if you see all these happy couples, I assure you at least half of them will break up in a year. That's not me being bitter. That's just statistics. All I'm saying. Normal happy relationships will not be offended by me saying this. But yeah, so that's the episode this week. Hope you have a good week. And yeah, see you next week. Bye.